This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 159. Let's talk about leading others from being pew sitters to active disciple makers. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Spring is in the air, brother. I know, it's beautiful, huh? It's, uh, well, you know, off and on, right? But yes. Tax season is in the air? <laughs> yeah, we're days away or amongst it. Yeah. Spring, yeah. No, I love it. And yeah, here we are in the Pacific Northwest, as many of our listeners know. Yeah. And uh, sp- spring springs sprung early. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've had flowers for weeks already. Which Us too. No complainings. The hydrangeas are like no in full complainings. of complainings. I think any of our listeners that haven't been to the Northwest just need to come see how beautiful it is. I think we live in probably the coolest place in America. I know. I often tell people this little tidbit of uh, nature fact, and it's hard to believe, but the state of Washington actually has within its borders every ecosystem type in the whole world. You know that? Wow. I did not know that. So we... State of Washington's on the coast, yep. Pacific Ocean, but then God drug his fingers inland a couple hundred miles, yep. all salt water called the Puget Sound. Yep. And Tacoma. That's where we live on, yeah. Yep. We live right on that. And um, then we have some of the biggest mountains in the world, yep. Rainier, boom, right there. Then we have Cascade, or smaller, but they're mountains, but a whole range, and the Olympics. Yep. So we got that. We've got high desert, which is very arid and different, and then low desert. They're okay. completely different in the rock formations. That's the central that. Washington. Yeah. yeah. We've got old growth forests. Okay. We've got rainforest. Yeah, the whole rainforest on the I mean, peninsula. Right? Yeah. It's all it's of crazy. it. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and and I'll tell you, there's whole like ecosystems in each. I've been hiking, man. We're literally, I'm coming around a face, yep. edge of a mountain kind of thing where you can hike, and it's snow. <laughs> and you come around, and it's a pasture of like all, all flowers. Isn't that amazing? And then you turn around another corner and it's a giant waterfall and no one's around and it's like, it's from a movie. I, it's yeah. just, and then it's I, beautiful. I, hour later I'm hiking and I almost step on a rattlesnake because we're in the <laughs> desert. I mean, in the same day, you know, yeah, it happens. <laughs> it is awesome and beautiful. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about being disciple makers and how do you help your church or your small group yeah. or anybody? How do you help people seriously make that transition from like pew sitters? And I love that word. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe you don't even have a pew, so hey, we've got chairs. We've got you just know. sitters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, consumers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We get a lot of comments from listeners, mostly pastors, who have listened to us over the last year or so, and really want to move toward leading a church into mission better. Um, right, we hear that a lot. Like seriously, like what are the three steps? <laughs> yeah. So how can they do this? Well, we do get that a question a lot, and unfortunately, brother and listeners, um, it's a pretty big and kind of multi-step process for like I'm taking my folks. For X amount of years or centuries, <laughs> they've been sort of consumers and primarily traditional Sunday-based. You know, the word's yeah. preached. We love it, but I, golly, we know that's not what Jesus died for alone. That there's yeah. more. And so how do we move them out to mission? How do we move them towards being disciple-makers as a lifestyle? I hear it all the time, and uh, there's a lot to it, but there's a button there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not complicated. Sure. But the first step is a doozy. And, mm. and the reason that is, is because the first step starts in the mirror before it ever makes it out to your pulpit. Yep. And, and I know, and I ha- I've had this conversation with just a lot of people, like really good leaders. And, mm. and I, and I, and I tell them that I said, listen, this is never going to go 
any further than you live it. Your That's people right. will never live out the gospel or live a lifestyle of discipleship and mission any more than you do. You just got to believe it. And your elders, by the way, like yeah. they just won't. Um, you think about it. If the only mission that Jesus gave the church is to go make disciples. Yep. Which it is. In every area of life, yep. right? The gospel move, helping us move from unbelief to belief in every area of life. Then wouldn't that not be job one, primary focus of the pastor, all the pastors, the staff, the elders, the deacons, everything. Like that's the mission of the church. Yeah. That'd be it. So you should feel very confident if someone came to you and said, hey, we're a brand new couple. We just got saved and we're having babies and we don't know how to live at all because that's not how our parents lived. How do we like make disciples and live in the kingdom and live a lifestyle that's like that, you know, on hmm. mission? You, you should feel real comfortable and say, you know what, hang out with the, hang out with the elders and their, and, and their family or hang out with the pastor and his wife because yeah. they're living this way like 24-7. But that's not often the case, is it? That's why I say that first step's a doozy. It yeah. starts in the mirror. Like, are we really willing to take the call of Jesus, the commands, the, the mission of Jesus seriously enough to start in the mirror, start at home, start at our kitchen table, start at our dining room table, and start to begin to live in new ways and rhythms with our own family and then mm. a few close friends. And and actually have to say no to some of the busyness of, quote, church life, sure, business of church, the churchianity of lots of services and programming. Yep, I'm not saying chuck that stuff, but maybe we need to say no to some of it if our life is so busy, we can't even make disciples, which is the mission. Yeah. So that's the first step, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I've known in experiences that I've been in too. It's really hard once you have an operating system that, you know, you got a ton of ministries that are flourishing or you got a hundred ministries that you might need to consider shutting some down so that you have more time to do this outside of the church. Uh, I've actually been told by mega church pastors, yeah, I don't do the discipleship thing. That's someone else's gig. <laughs> we We preach the word of God here. That's what we do. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. well, the Word of God is an, it's an integral part of being Jesus' disciple and living like him in every year of life, <laughs> but you're sure not going to teach it and expose people to it and experience it and see it in every area of life hmm. only on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you can't hide behind that. You, you can't, well, we're people of the Word, and then, you know, the, the Spirit will work out all that out. It's like Jesus made disciples in community sure. all day, every day. If he did it that way and he was Jesus without sin— wasn't married, didn't have kids, yeah. know, had a little extra time in his hands compared to a lot of our listeners and myself and you, um, <laughs> then that, that's going to be our call too. And we, we really need to take that look in the mirror and ask the Spirit of God to start changing us, okay? Yeah. So I have to say that up front. Yeah. I'm going to give some practical stuff here in a second, but I have to say that up front. So we have a lot of listeners who have even commented on Facebook and stuff saying that uh, them and their families are willing, and actually, have, they're actually trying to move towards this sort of model of of mission, but they're bumping up against either board of directors or session or leadership teams or stubborn old people. You know, that are, <laughs> that's not the way we've always done it. What suggestions would you give to people that are in that situation who are trying to turn the ship, who have decided our family's on board, but now we need to convince others? Great question, man. First, I'd say. Um, chances are you're not in a church where they're forbidding you from disciple making. If so, leave that church. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I don't have, rarely will I advocate you to leave your church, be the difference, <laughs> right? Be the change. But if, if they're saying, you know what, this whole way you're having lots of people in your life and meals and throwing parties and making people feel welcome and you're proclaiming the gospel to them, like when it counts and in the everyday stuff of life and you're seeing people come to faith at home, like don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, then you got to leave. I'm guessing that probably 
almost nobody <laughs> or nobody listening, that's the case. So hmm. I want to say is if God's leading you and your family and others to live on mission, like live out a lifestyle of discipleship, right? In, you know, all day, all week, every day, all that, then you get to. And if your rest of your church and pastors and elders aren't, that's unfortunate hmm. because that's their role and they get to and they get to lead others in it. Yeah. But if they're not stopping you, go then you it. get to. Now, as far as like, well, how do I live that way? But then I go and I hear a message on Sunday and they're not helping anybody get that way. Well, then do you believe in God's love and are you secure enough in his love and affection for you to respectfully pray about and then go and have those kind of conversations with those leaders? Hmm. And how about this? If, if you're a leader and you're starting to live this way as a pastor, but you're bored. No, they're not. They're like, they see it as a program. Sure. Well, I guess so. I mean, we're not, you know, we're going to put that new wing on or we got to, it's time for the new pew recovering hmm. before we actually develop people and put that money into leadership development and helping people learn how to live in a discipleship environment. Well, what I'd say is invite them to the party. Yeah. That's a good invite good them to join you either as a leader or just as like a normal person that they love and that you support them and their ministry in the church, but invite them to to join you in learning new ways to be and make disciples as part of their own growth and leadership of the body be humble about it don't try not to pit you know your ways against theirs and all that but um invite them to join you and then if they don't want to or they won't do it sure well then maybe use that as an opportunity to explore the whole well why not Hmm. like what's the thing behind the thing thing if they're saying not and then maybe respectfully show them scripture. It's like Matthew 28 here. Jesus is saying, this is our mission over and against any other mission. And so I'm having a hard time understanding why we can't get behind his mission as a church. It's okay if we want to do it on the side, but we're not going to really throw, you know, but I say start by inviting people to the party as best you can. I love that, man. So why don't you give me some practical ways on maybe a, a couple steps that we could encourage people to move forward if they wanted to get their hands dirty. All right. Um, let me give you my absolute favorite resource for helping to start this shift. Okay. They're either in, in a full church or if it's just you and you're trying to change your small group experience thinking, you know, maybe if a handful of our small groups starts to kind of move from more traditional norms sure. toward more incarnational. Okay. Which means putting flesh on out there in the neighborhood, not expecting everybody to come to us. And then more missional terms where yep. missional means making disciples in all of life. So if you're trying to do that, let me, let me just hip you to like my favorite resource. Okay. And uh, it's not one I created, but it's, it's the best thing I've ever seen, um, that can truly, uh, help, you know, change this for you. And it'll, it'll, I, I promise you, it'll save you a ton of time and frustration and it'll help get your group or church on a path to much more missional lifestyle. Okay. Great. Now I've used this for years with a lot of people and it's called the tangible kingdom primer. Okay. It was based on a book, The Tangible Kingdom, which both were written, co-written by Hugh Halter and Matt Smay. And um, I was I was actually privileged to edit the primer for them, but they wrote the thing. Sure. Okay. Um, and I love it. And I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know of another resource that's more helpful if if that's your like the place you find yourself in is transitioning from sort of a traditional church or traditional small group to, towards more missional stuff. Like sure. how do you start? Like what are the baby steps? And this is, this will be the tool for you. And you know, it's, it's a few bucks a person like to do it in community. Right? right. So let me give you a quick heads up on how that tool works. Okay. Cause then I think you'll see why I love it so much. Okay. okay? So that, that tangible kingdom primer, it's like a book. It comes spiral bound. Sure. It's full it's color. Awesome. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's, it's kind of like a journal. Yep. So you each need one. 
Yep. You know, if you're doing it with your wife, you're going to each have one anyway. Um, and so you do this in community over eight weeks okay. as a group. So it's not like a personal guide. You don't, you know, lay in bed and read it for, you know, 15 minutes in the morning. Sure. Uh, only you're going to do this in community with others. And each day, like seven days a week over eight weeks, you'll have little bits that you're kind of reading and responding to yep. and learning. And there's an action day and there's a community day and it follows like a whole process. You'll probably take you about 15 or 20 minutes most days to kind of read through and then process the questions. And then day five of the sequence will be your community day where you'll get together with your group. You have a meal and you'll work things out. Maybe you'll be out serving or it's, but I'm telling you, it's baby steps. Sure. Okay. So have you ever used this? We went through it with our community. It was an amazing resource. And it, there again, it's kind of baby steps, but it'll help baby step you along an arc of, oh, this is what God's really up to and what he's called his people to. Yeah. And and what does it mean to be incarnational? Why did Jesus come? Like, yeah. why do we get to go? You know? Absolutely. And then, and then it actually moves you towards a community project at the end of the eight weeks that you'll actually do and it'll stretch your... Yep. Comfort zones just a little. Well, and the beauty of the community over a meal, and you get to discuss kind of what you've talked about throughout the week, and everyone brings opinion and conversation. It's awesome. So, so over eight weeks, you got seven days a week. You follow this pattern. I'm just going to kind of give people a hip to it, so they kind of see why it kind of changes hearts and it changes action actually. Like, cause it's it's building new patterns, new habits in your life. So, day one is always of each week of the, the eight weeks. Um, is is called the exploration day. It's yep. the first day of that weekly rhythm. Introduces you to the subject of the week. Okay. There's eight different ones that kind of help move you on the trajectory, and it provides thoughts or a quick little story and definitions to help you get started understanding the concept of that. So it's just that, and there are probably a few follow up questions sure. you answered. Day two, it's a meditation day. So on that day, you're, uh, here's the scripture connected to yesterday's topic, and well, let's give you a little bit of a biblical framework for that. And then a few more questions to help process it. And I'll be honest with you, there's only a few questions and they're simple, yeah. but they are definitely... They prime the heart a little yeah, bit, yeah. They're <laughs> meant to get at the thing behind the thing. Day three is change day. This is where you start to get a little more serious each week. Uh, what does it, this idea mean in your life, That yeah. the idea from that week? And how would your life be different if you began to let it be changed by the gospel in that area? Day four is an action day. So by now, you know, in the week, you've begun to let your heart be changed a little and you're understanding, okay, I see where we're going with this idea. Right. Um, but how about now your hands and feet? Hmm. So action day is always about putting it into practice and it'll always be something like, I think like the first week of action day is like, go outside and look across the street. You see those neighbors, those are yeah. humans, right? They all have lives and families and problems. Like, I wonder what they're facing today. Come on in. Let's talk about it. You know, you don't go, yeah. in, you, don't, you don't go, you don't talk. It's real simple stuff. Yep but it moves towards some pretty profound stuff. Day five is your community day. And that's meant to be a day where you model how your lives and community are going to be increasingly lived out as you go through this hmm. primer, but then also beyond. So day five is when you get together with other members of your community. And those are the other folks who are putting this stuff into practice with you. And you'll do something together. And the primer will guide you through like sure. what it is you do. Day six is calibration. So that's a calibration day now back on your own. About 15 or 20 minutes where you'll revisit the theme of the week, but from a different angle. And okay. then you'll get some additional things to think about and wrestle through and all that. And then seventh day of the week is sort of your, it's, we call it recreate day. It's the last day of the cycle. It includes a time of rest and reflection kind of like it's sabbathing right sure and the reason we call it rest and create recreate is because we rest in jesus completed work 
on our behalf. And out of that rest, then we, we, we change and we grow and we create beauty and work. And so we, we don't want people leaving with a, Hey, what you learned this week, heavy load, it's all up to you. So each day you end up resting in like the word of God and in prayer and all that. So, so you see that there's a cycle. Yep. Uh, yep. And you get through the whole the whole, you know, week together. Yep. And then you start it again. And you're constantly regrouping together and yep. and discuss. Yeah. Right. Throughout those eight weeks, what are some of the topics that you'd be hitting on if you go through it together? Okay, real quick. Week one is what is missional? <laughs> yeah. What's that even mean, right? It's kind of a new term for a lot of people. Maybe not you, but maybe some other folks in your church or small group or even leaders. Right. Uh, week two is what is incarnational? Okay. And why? Like what? You know, what does it mean to be incarnational? Week three, we look at the gospel. Yeah. Hugh and Matt take you deeper into like, what's the gospel actually mean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and does it affect every area of life? Yeah, it does. Week four, what is community? So what's true biblical community? Okay. Over and against maybe what we think it is. Week five is living it out. It's like, like fo- changing our focus from... Inward to outward, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Week six is then inviting in. So... Like, what does it look like then? Are there people outside the church and outside your group that probably God wants to invite into the family? Yeah. And you're starting to move closer to something here, right? Yeah. Like, that's what, not what most small groups are about. <laughs> you know? Yep. A close small group. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. Week seven, becoming an apprentice. You start some action stuff now. That's you're right. really doing your apprentice of Jesus. What are some of the things and ways? Let's try a few of the things he did with people. And then week eight is called the intuitive life. Huh. And that's all about life in the spirit and like, starting to say, okay, I have a different perspective on people and the rhythms of life and breathing out and living in and inviting people in. How can we start to let the spirit guide us in that? So we're not overwhelmed. We're not sure. moving too fast. We're not leaving people behind. We're not freaking out. Right. Love that. Yeah. So there you go. That's a quick snapshot of that, that tangible kingdom primer. Yep. And uh, that's a resource they can get online. Um, and by the way, too, the publisher that published that. Yep. Missio. The, yeah. Uh, Missio yep. publishing. Um, They've they're they've given us a cool like a link to um, where folks can go and download the first week so they okay. can see it, right? Get familiar with it. Yeah. yeah, they can kind of see. Okay, here's how the rhythm works, and they can see it. They get the list of all the eight weeks, but sure. they'll see here's they'll actually see the full first week, and then they'll also I think they're throwing in like a, a coupon code so that if you say hey I'm gonna try this with my church, yeah. take my church through it, or I'm gonna take a bunch of small groups through it, or whatever, um, you can get a discount on them too. Yeah. They're not they're like 15, 16 bucks a piece, but then you can get a discount on on that. That's great. Right? And they look like you said they're beautiful. They're pieces of art. Yeah, to they go really through. Are. I was just told that overseas someone's like I've been going through this this primer and. It's like a work of art. I love it. Yeah. It's like every day it feeds my soul. I'm like, it, it was meant to be. So, so yeah, we want to help. So, we, yeah, Missio Publishing is going to let you taste it, see it, touch yeah. it, and then they're going to give you a way to get it really even cheaper. So yeah, hopefully that's, cool. that's a help. So that is, you know, starting in the mirror, but here's how you can really start then to put a little rubber to the road. But move your heart really because it's so much of it has to do with our heart response and our heart change, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right? So... A lot of a lot of discouragements and setbacks are, might happen along the way. Sure. Don't freak out on that. But I think that if you get through that eight weeks, you'll like get to the end and you'll go like, okay, who wants to keep living this way? Yeah. And 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 who's in? Yeah. Right. And then and then you'll have to pray and maybe listen to other podcast episodes. Or there'll be <laughs> what are some next steps? Right. Right. But but that's a killer. That's a killer way to start, and that's a killer way to baby step yourself, your family, and the people you love in your in your small group or your church toward more incarnational, missional forms of being the church. Sure. All right. 
So the big three for this week, it's time to get to that. And you can get these for free. These are the three kind of takeaways we want you to get from this episode. You can download them for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 159. That's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 159. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, uh, big three. Again, said it right at the top of the show. Um, this starts with you. Yeah. This starts in the mirror. And if you're, you know, leading a family, it starts with you. If you're leading a small group, it starts with you. Like, huh. get the resources necessary. Start living in some new ways. You get to. Um, if you are a pastor of a church, it starts with you. Your yeah. people will never go any further then you live and believe the truth of the gospel and live it out with others. Hmm. Okay? okay. That moves us to the second one. Invite others to join you. If you're determined, I'm going to get started. Like God, it's, I believe the mission and I, I'm going to get after this. Invite others to join you. Our faith as Christians, as the family of God was never meant to be lived in isolation. That's right. And it was never meant to be lived primarily once a week, kind of listening to someone else talk about it and sing about it, but in community. So as much as God's bringing new thought, insight, conviction to you to get started, invite others to join you, hmm. especially with something like the resource we sure. just talked about, because it's, it's actually created and designed to do that baby steps along there's really no leadership needed other than, hey, let's do it. Sure. Let me order these. You know, yeah. let's all pitch in, you know, or whatever. Um, and that includes other leaders too. And, and, and a little tip here is when I use that resource, I always say, people, listen, this is what it's about. Yeah. This is what it's like. If you're in, let's commit to really doing this for yeah. eight weeks together. Like, don't, let's not do it if we're not going to do it. But if we really are, let's do it for eight weeks. Sure. And at the end of the eight weeks, we'll talk about it. Is this the life we want to continue living? and growing in or do we want to nah you know what we're, yeah. i'm good with sunday and i'm kind of you know the way we've been yeah. doing it's fine right and you'll be surprised most people <laughs> want to keep going because it's rich it's right? awesome stuff yeah okay so invite others to join you this is a life meant to be lived in community and the third thing is uh, don't wait around hmm. stop stop hiding behind you know well my leaders don't preach this way or, or i've never seen it lived yeah. or done and so I, I'll just grouse about it. Like, get started. Yeah. Or we're too busy. Yeah, or yeah. Too, we're, we're too busy. Everybody has the exact same 24 hours a day. You've heard us say this over and over on the show. Everyone does exactly what they choose to do every day. Exactly, yeah. So if anybody can fit it into their 24 hours, and by the way, there's probably 50,000, 70,000 people have used the tangible kingdom primer is what i've been what i've been told Jeez. like it is it's a, amazing it is an amazingly used resource okay wow. and more every day and so get started don't hide behind no one else to do it like we said earlier like your your church isn't going to forbid you from making disciples sure and you said well i am in a small group but we already have curriculum where we follow you know we talk about whatever the pastor preached on sunday and they hand out notes right and that's what we're supposed to do you know what do it on another night Everybody can be doing this six days a week in the journal and then getting together on a different night. Yeah. And if absolutely. you're like, well, no one will have time for that. Then go and ask for permission for eight weeks to try a little something. Yeah. Share the resource. Show show one of the primers to your guess what? It might tip it might tip the domino for your whole church. Yeah. But but get started right away. Don't wait. Check it out at least. That's great. And and Missio's made it super easy for you, Missio Publishing. You can just download the first week, look at it, and then if you want to even get a few, you get a discount. I mean, it's yeah, great, it's right? Cool. So yeah, man, please. Thank you for those. Uh, if again, if you want the free download for this week, including the the, the tangible kingdom thing, will all yeah, be in there. We'll all, all be, be a there. part of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. You get it for free by going to one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash episode one fifty nine. Um, 
And if you haven't yet, would you do us a big favor? Run over to iTunes and leave us a review and give us a couple stars on this podcast. Couple like five, like five, <laughs> six, if they let you. Uh, no honest review, but but taking that few minutes to give us a review on iTunes yeah. and leave a leave a comment. It's super helpful. You yep. know, we do the show for free. We don't charge for it. And, and one of the things that we like to do is get it out to some new people who haven't heard the show before. Yeah, and the so more I, reviews and stars, the more iTunes sort of promotes it in their little atmosphere. Or, yep. or I don't know how they do that. Their algorithm world, kind yeah. of weird. weird. Hey, next week we're going to talk about how to be a better partier. About how throwing better parties is an amazing example of what God is like. Woo! That'll be a fun one. <laughs> we'll start it off with the yeah, confetti poppers. Nice. Please be with us next week for that. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Thank you.